0: I love her forevermore. But the trouble is to tell the same old story to ever get that walk through the door. This is the at
1: your Brother! Did you say claim? How about guarantee? Take a look at this podcast. It takes more than one dog to put this podcast down. It takes a whole pack of dogs. So all you other podcast, you get ready to pack it in. Because you're about to be fixed, brother. Because every dog knows that when you gotta go, you gotta go.
2: Oh,
1: podcast world, remember... It's a doggy dog world. So you be prepared. You're about to be devoured. Ha <laughs> ha so world. Welcome to another episode of the You Wish That You Could podcast. It is the god that runs the pod, the man, the myth, the legend. It's me. It's Mike Canatella. Along with Flying Brian.
2: I don't know what's more offensive. Your slick impersonation, your <laughs> rotty impersonation, or that you said the man, the myth, the legend.
1: <laughs> it's all of the above. It's always D.
2: Okay, yeah, because you love
1: plenty of D. (laughs) Oh, what a dick. I set you up for that one too perfectly. All right, well, fuck you then. And uh, we also have this week, Dashing Dan.
0: Oh, I'm here. You're all queer. Get over it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm here. You're queer. We all want a lot more beer.
2: Uh, uh. I mean, I could go
1: for some beer Speaking of beer um, Obviously for another consecutive week Not with us is the alcoholic <laughs> Fan favorite Perry
2: I like how that segway Wow uh,
0: <laughs>
1: Dan doesn't even know how to react he, to that one She's just going to kick someone else's ass After this one now. That's true uh, but um, from what we're being told, she will be back with us next week. Uh, she's uh, obviously going through some uh, stuffs, uh, So uh, we hope to see her back next week because uh, we all know the shall fans we, miss should, her. What's shall that? we say allegedly? Alle- yeah, allegedly she'll allegedly. be back next week.
0: Dan, send the meme. <laughs> oh, I, I'll, I have an allegedly meme. I'll send it later. Oh, my God, I want to see it. <laughs> and that's not the first time Mike said that to
2: a guy.
1: All right, so let's keep going with this fucking show, because I'm sick of this shit already. Um, so, it's our uh, it's our manager's episode. Uh, it's actually one of those few breaks in between the 47 pay-per-views in the year where we can actually have a topic. So, uh... <laughs> So we're yeah, because gonna- it's a couple weeks to still
0: two pay per views.
1: Yeah, I know, which is weird. And then we're gonna have like a stream of like eighteen weeks where it's just reviewing a pay per view and then you know previewing a pay per view and then reviewing a pay per view and then previewing a pay per view. So that'll be fun. Um, so yeah, I
2: think you got a f- preview and a review in there somewhere. <laughs> Whatever.
1: So, <laughs> uh, so manager's episode as well as obviously talking about Raw and SmackDown for this current week. Um, But first, as always, uh, let's talk about Gorilla, stuff outside of the ring, uh, before we get into the actual wrestling uh, show. So for me, um, I actually had something that I wanted to uh, discuss, Um, the other thing that I really want to discuss is obviously part of the SmackDown part of this, Um, but a friend of mine, uh, actually going to be doing his own podcast soon, which we will uh, obviously let you guys know because we want you guys to check that out, Two Extreme Wrestling Podcast, uh, Chris, is actually sent me something about how The Undertaker apparently has officially retired The Undertaker gimmick. Um, so that's what the symbolism was behind, obviously, him leaving it all behind in the ring. Uh, the Undertaker gimmick is done. He might not be. Um, he might be back so in some capacity. we're gonna
2: see him as me Mark Hallis again?
1: Well, yeah, let's hope not. I, th- I think... <laughs> All seriousness, um, I think what it means is he'll come back to the company in some fashion, but he won't be the Undertaker. He'll actually be out of character. Um, he'll be himself. So that actually could be interesting and fun.
2: Could be in a Hall of Fame induction before he, he you know disappears.
1: True. I mean, I don't see him as your GM role. I don't see him as uh, he could be a <laughs> locker room ambassador for any you know teaching the guys. <clears throat> um, but he might
2: do. I think he might do some stuff down to NXT. Yeah, as a part-time trainer, and I also think he's going to wind up on a lot of the DVDs and stuff like that, as a you know somebody to interview for this wrestler or that wrestler or for like you know these moments stuff like that. See, I mean,
1: doing that. I forgot when like there was a DVD he was on a part of recently where he was like the Undertaker. He got credited as, but he was actually talking as like himself, and it was pretty yeah. interesting. I'm trying to remember what DVD that was.
2: I know I know what I know you're talking about uh I think it was, I know it was uh that like kingdom come triple h's DVD he did he did that yeah okay he was in that as himself for he was wearing a hoodie the entire time
1: yes that so, so then he, that's... Had
2: the, he had the hood up with the bandana, with the bandana on
1: yep that's the one I was thinking of then okay I didn't realize it was triple h's
2: yeah he did that there was another one that they they showed clips of him talking in though I don't remember which one it was hmm. I think it might have been Paul Heyman's too
0: possibly I think I think he was in Heyman's yeah Great DVDs, by the way. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, both were
1: really good. Um, <laughs> anything uh, else as far as Gorilla position? I know I think the both of you said you have some notes for Gorilla.
0: Yeah, Dan, you want to start? Uh, well, I'll go with the Bray Wyatt news that I have. Uh, I think I texted you guys. This no, in the message. no,
2: no. If you don't say it, it, didn't happen.
0: <laughs> okay, I don't even know what just happened there. I don't know, <clears throat> Brian's just being brought So. A- yeah. Apparently, so apparently the Bray Wyatt move to RAW has actually been planned for months. Was planned ever before he ever won the world title at Elimination Chamber? They just weren't sure when they were going to do it. That was the only decision that was made last minute as far as the shakeup goes. Was him going that that time? Hmm. It was either him or AJ Styles. They made the decision last minute to keep Styles and send uh, Bray Wyatt to RAW. And it's also as a slight bit of, I guess you would say, punishment. Um, they are extremely unhappy with him behind the scenes. He was extremely vocal about being booked as a transition champion because they knew all along that he was going to win the belt from Cena and drop it to Randy Orton at WrestleMania. He knew it. He was told in advance. He was not happy with it. See where did and you- he let them and he let them know.
1: Do you remember where you read this? Because I was actually looking for the article and I couldn't find it anywhere.
0: If I remember correctly, it was on... I think, I like I told Brian earlier, I think it was on Cage Side I saw it. Okay. Um, but they went into how he was. He got very vocal b- b- backstage about how he was being booked, even in the transitional row, and he, he was not happy with it. And then they were not happy with him being very vocal about how he wasn't happy.
1: See, I mean, I, I obviously, I'm not discrediting um, somebody else's stuff, but the only reason I wouldn't believe that is because of how much, like, just like how much power he actually has back there that I don't think people know. Uh, he's very, he's very big into the company. I mean, it's obviously in his blood. Um, it's his family. Even, I feel like even if he was vocal about something like that, it wouldn't be uh, like the way that Ziggler was vocal and he got punished. I don't see them punishing Bray too much because it still seems like they're pushing him pretty heavily. Uh, I mean, they're giving him some top guys. He's going to be their big, you know, guy going forward. I don't... Again, this is just me speculating, but if he did make some, like, vocal, like, statement of how unhappy he was with it, I don't see them taking it too offensively. And I don't also see him doing that because he doesn't seem like a guy that needs the title to be a character it's his character makes the title something great
0: so again Wait, I, I don't go ahead go, no, i was just saying i don't think it was so much the fact that he was losing the belt they may mention more it was the, the way they were booking him while he was the champion and uh, how they were they weren't really making him look I don't know. I guess the way they were, were, the way it was worded, the way it was put. He just didn't like the way he was being booked from the time, from time, from time getting the belt until dropping it. And he didn't mind winning the belt and giving it up to Orton or whatever, but he didn't like some of the stuff that was going on in between.
1: Gotcha. I mean, obviously, it's uh, only time will tell if that's true or not. But I mean, I hope it's not because I mean, the guy is probably one of the best uh, talents that they have on the entire roster, and I'd like to see some of those cues he can do on Raw.
0: Yeah, and they're saying he's not expected to go over Balor in his first feud. Well, I mean, he doesn't go over many of his feuds. No, and that's the... I think that was another thing that he. they were saying. he may mentioned, he goes, I'm always doing the job for somebody.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can see the frustration in that. But then again, you know, it, it, he's still. it's still early in his career. Um, you know, we. Talk, I feel like we talk so much about these guys you know oh they need the belt they need the belt they need a push they need a push when i mean we were just talking about the undertaker i mean how long did it take undertaker to get his first big push exactly i mean we're talking like wrestlemania 13 was probably his first big push and that was i don't know like 7 8 years in right uh yeah about i think yeah so, I mean, again, I would think that somebody of Bray Wyatt stature, knowing the business, having his father be who he his father is, would understand a little bit better than to just bitch and moan about, you know, a transitional championship. So, I don't know. Again, I'm, I just don't think, personally, it has much validity behind it. But, again, I guess we'll have to find out. Um, any other uh, things uh, for Gorilla? Sorry.
2: Uh, I got a couple of things, Dan. You you got any more? Or?
0: Uh, I think that was the only one that I had. Unless you... Yeah, I think that's the only thing I have.
2: Okay. Um, I did read a couple of things over mm-hmm. the last <laughs> week. Uh, one that I found interesting was the major pushes that are in line for Braun Strowman on Raw and Baron Corbin on SmackDown. Um, they're going to push them to the main, ele- main event level this year. And they're saying they have higher hopes for Baron Corbin. As a top level guy, more so than they do with Braun
0: as a top level guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I just read this. I actually forgot that I read this like an hour or so ago. They <laughs> they expect Corbin
2: to be the uh, the better main level main level talent and the better main level heel.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're more behind Corbin than they are Strowman. I mean,
1: I, I'm. Behind both of them, um, I, I mean, Baron Corbin is absolutely getting better and better um, as the weeks go on. Uh, his promo on SmackDown was actually pretty solid. The match he had with AJ was amazing, um, and I loved. Uh, obviously, we'll get you know we'll get more into that as when we hit uh, SmackDown. I don't want to touch upon it too much, but I, I would. I also think Braun is doing some of the best work on Raw, so.
2: Yeah, I think what it is is, uh, that I think the article also mentioned. I uh, don't, Dan, I don't know if you can remember this either. Um, they, were, I think they were talking more about as monster pushes, so as like a heel, pu- basically heel pushes. I think with the way Braun's being pushed, not only just destroying Roman Reigns last week, um, with a lot of the things that he's doing, he's getting a face reaction, um, and I think that's just gonna happen whenever you have a guy his size doing what he can do, just the athletic freak that he is. So I don't believe I don't believe he's going to be in the long run the better heel because he's going up against Roman who everybody hates. Mm-hmm.
0: He's going to go end yeah. up
2: going against Lesnar who is a bipartisan crowd split as it is. So you can always have somebody backing him there. So I mean, you're always going to have somebody a good portion of the crowd backing Braun no matter who he's facing.
0: It's, it's going to be a natural turn. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. An organic one that they they can't fight.
1: Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it's going to come down to. Um, uh, Brian, I don't know if... uh, I I want to actually cut in really quickly and uh, talk about something that we totally forgot to talk about or open up with, I should say. Um, The passing of uh, Rosie uh, Matt... Yes. uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his fucking name. Matt Anawai. Anawai, okay. Um, Now, is that... uh,
2: Anawai. I believe it is pronounced Anawai.
1: Okay. I thought it was
0: Noah.
1: I thought... I don't
2: know. I've heard it pronounced... Multiple different ways. So, right. if we are mispronouncing it, sorry, we don't mean
1: any disrespect. No, we no, no disrespect meant. We're uh, we just want to get it right. But uh, yeah, Matt uh, passed away at 47. Um, uh, brother to Roman Reigns, actually. So you got to know that Roman is uh, definitely uh, mourning pretty hard right now. Um, so I mean, obviously, uh, the Usos weren't on SmackDown, so. They're definitely uh, spending time with family, so our uh, prayers and condolences go out to the entire, uh, however you pronounce it, family.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I did have that Absolutely. in my gorilla. I was uh, I was going to wait to the end for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a uh, couple other things I have. Uh, apparently, the Miracle, Mike Bennett, and his wife, Maria Canellis Bennett, are ext- pretty close to signing contracts with wwe Mm -hmm. and there's either there's rumor they can either go to nxt or they may actually debut directly on smackdown live interesting which i think would be good for them uh wwe because uh mike bennett is a great talent um i didn't really get to see much of his work in ring of honor but whenever everything i've heard is he was good down there and uh i saw some of his stuff in impact he's a great wrestler great worker and he's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good gimmick and a uh, pretty good <clears throat> charisma as well.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's definitely one of those like whole package type deals. Um, I think the only problem there would be Maria because I know she wasn't very well liked in the locker room. But then again, that was a different locker room than it, it is now. Yeah. So,
2: and she's she's. Great, because she's uh, changed her character as well, so I think that might help with her too. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back is she's not going. Uh, hopefully, she's not going to be the same ditzy character she was. But she's uh, she's really taken to being a heel. She's she's pretty pretty damn good at it. All right. What else you got? Okay. Um, WrestleMania note: I saw today uh, the stage that WWE built for WrestleMania 33. They spent five million dollars on.
1: Five million dollars.
2: Yes, that's serious. That's the number I saw today on an article, and I was shocked when I saw that number. But when you see how much detail they put into that stage, it doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, no, there was a. I I could, I can't imagine that's five million dollars, but I mean, that's that's a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, if you think about it, Uh, uh, the entire roller coaster that they built, all the. Giantest stage, that hugest ramp, the electric, the video board for the entire ramp.
1: Yeah, that's true. And then,
2: and then probably all the labor that went into it as well.
1: Yeah. So okay. So it's not just the ramp itself, co- like cost five million. It was you know everything involved in making it. Yeah. Okay. The
2: whole stage,
0: all set up.
1: Okay, <laughs> that makes more sense. I guess then.
0: Yeah, and then the last Side- thing. That- Go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish. I was going to say sidebar on the stage. Did anybody? I, I saw something there that Randy Orton hated his entrance. He did. Because yes. of the, the floating sperm.
1: Yeah, he yes. was not happy with it, apparently.
0: Yeah, I'm
2: pretty sure Perry said that when we were watching WrestleMania 2.
1: Yeah, she's pretty good for calling out stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Okay, and the last thing I have, because I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not, or if we might have just hit on it real quick, but WWE does want to use the Broken Hearty gimmick. And they're trying to figure a way out to work out a deal with Impact Wrestling and Anthem's entertainment and sports so that Matt and Jeff can bring the broken brilliance to the WWE universe.
1: Uh, Yeah, actually, if you didn't uh, touch upon that, I was actually going to bring it up. Um, I find it interesting because WWE's doing it very smart. Bring in the Hardys, um, a team that everybody knows and remembers, a team that everybody's going to pop for um especially the older fans that aren't haven't been really because everybody knows wrestlemania is for us the big fans but there's a lot of uh casual fans that watch wrestlemania too that you know people like oh man i remember the hardy boys they were my favorite tag team back in the day they did some cool shit and if they would have came back as like these broken people those same people would have been like what is this this is stupid and we're like, this is awesome! So, it's a cool way to, like, reintroduce them and then slowly build them up to the broken gimmick. Um, I-, I think it's per- it's going to be perfectly done, especially if they can pull it off.
2: Yeah, they went straight Jay Z on this. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Oh,
1: man. Oh! Yeah,
2: oh, was... H to the O V.
1: That was probably the whitest thing you've ever said.
0: Yeah, probably. No, probably
1: not. No, I'm pretty sure that was.
0: Nah. Well, on here, anyway.
2: Oh I'm yeah, here anyway. yeah, no, on oh, yeah, here, yeah. Here. yeah.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, oh no, on here,
0: yeah, definitely. Okay, all right, as long as we're um, in agreement. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, no, that's that was pretty bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, I uh, have one more interesting tidbit of news. I don't know. Uh, I, I actually with tidbit. go with the tidbit. tidbit. Uh, Just the tidbit. It involves WWE and Shelton Benjamin. Mm. <laughs> he oh, yes. will not be debuting anytime soon because he, in fact, never actually signed with WWE. And he uh, tweeted out himself the other day, he is a free agent. Because of his shoulder injury, he never officially signed with WWE. Yes, I, I saw this the other day as well. Interesting. So He he tweeted that he is still a free agent and he is not under contract.
2: Kind of sucks. I, I hope they, you know, go back and look at him again. Um, I think he would help tremendously with the roster split. Um I'm hoping they also go back and you know, as like I said, they're talking probably Mike Bennett right now as well. They should there should be a few guys are looking to sign and I'm gonna kinda segue into Smackdown with this. Um I think Carlito is another one they should sign, and I love the fact that um, the clones are being called the clones now and they're not being called oh, the shining stars
0: anymore. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, um, by the way, didn't so
1: I again I don't wanna like jump the gun, but I, mean, I feel like this is every week we're talking about another thing that that this relates to. We just talked about this last week. Exactly. You you brought this up, actually. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it's just every single week it's another thing where they're, it's like, <laughs> they're listening to us. <laughs>
0: um, I really it's funny because I miss SmackDown and I was watching Talking Smack and when they had them on Talking Smack, they were introduced as the colognes, and the graphics said the colognes, and I was like, son of a bitch. Yes.
2: And they said it on, when they did it on SmackDown, I was listening to them, like, wait, they just, they're just not calling them the Shining Stars.
1: No. And they're saying
2: the colognes, and the, I, know, I was like, "Like, okay, maybe I'm just hearing things. they're just saying colognes, because they're bringing up the family history, and stuff like that. And then they said the winners, the colognes. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yep. And I, I think the reason they're doing this is because this opens the door for them to bring back Carlito if he wants to come back because they they ha- he said they have been talking something we discussed last week yeah so if we I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up randomly now on SmackDown and he helps them you know beat American Alpha and then American Alpha is looking for somebody to help them and they you know maybe they pull Shelton Benjamin out of nowhere or something like that but I, I think, think Carlito and can be a mouthpiece slash manager for them but he can also wrestle if need be yeah
0: well, and to that point they talked about him on talking smack primo and epico did they, they did yeah they when they were to when they were interviewed by shane and, and renee they were talking about their lineage and they talked about their father and they talk about carlito who's a former intercontinental u.s you know champion and so they did bring him up and he was talked about
2: interesting I think they're laying the seeds or something with that. I think they're, they're looking for depth for the both shows as it is anyway. Carlito could be a mid-card guy. The clones could be a tag team uh, that could be on the rise, especially because there's no third tag team really right now on SmackDown. So with New Day out and it's just Usos and Alpha. So clones could be that third or fourth tag team. That way you get two tag team feuds going at once and Carlito could be helping the tag team. We could get the clones versus New Day. I just thought of that. That would be good. good. That would be a nice rivalry.
1: I mean, no, that would be a great rivalry. I mean, all I'm going to say here is uh, I will give the WWE my address so that they can start sending my checks because this is starting to get a little ridiculous. Um, If you're going to use our shit, fucking pay me. Just you so. know what?
2: I don't even care about getting paid at this point. Maybe just a little recognition. Yeah, okay.
1: Alright, I, I, I won't be stingy. You don't have to necessarily pay me. I would love to be paid by the WWE. However, just use our name on your show. That's all we're asking.
2: Or, or how about you know, like, comp tickets or something to an event.
0: I'm okay with yeah, that, or,
2: yeah. or maybe
0: throw us a, throw us. a rest, wrestler interview or something like that, you know. yeah, Actually, throw us an interview or two.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, so prefer, let's do this. Preferably
0: <laughs> from, like, the women's <laughs> division, maybe. What do we get over here? Yeah, Brian of still of needs interviews. a girlfriend. A couple of interviews? What? Yeah, uh-huh. I do. I do. I think we could admirably admirably interview Renee Young. I think we could do that. I would die. She's married, though. That's all right. Yeah... I
2: don't want DNA runs on my bad side. <laughs>
0: that's true. true.
1: All right, so here's what we'll do: we'll tell WWE you don't got to pay us, you don't even have to mention mention us on your show, throw us some interviews and some comp tickets. That's all we're asking. Okay, we'll 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 settle. We'll settle for comp More. tickets.
2: How about the uh, the NXT experience package where they let everybody go backstage, you know, around the performance oh, center? That's, and, yeah, a throw in.
1: that's a good throw-in. That's a good throw-in.
0: Would- I'll take
1: that. Yeah. All right. So we yeah. have to negotiate contract deals with them. So uh, we'll we'll definitely throw them our uh, information so they can get in touch with us so they can properly give us the credit that's due for all these <sighs> great ideas that we've been throwing their way. So
2: we yeah. we are abso- absolutely ridiculous. That's okay. You know that, right? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how We're worse when Perry's actually not here.
1: It's true. It is true. It's damn true. <laughs>
2: Okay, yeah. so uh, next I think topic... she's nervous when they're, like, they're listening, actually. That's why. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly.
2: Allegedly. That should allegedly. just be a
1: shirt for Perry. It should just say allegedly. And then on the back, okay. Perry Jericho.
2: Uh, so we're going to have to open up our own t shirt shop. Yes. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. Allegedly.
2: Alright. So, so... Uh, getting get this ball rolling.
1: <laughs> wow, coming from you. I know, right? Alright, so Raw. <laughs> What the fuck was that?
2: <laughs> I
0: actually, I have a put on my shredder. I actually, started it.
2: You
1: have a shredder?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he has a shredder in his room.
1: For wait, wait, wait hold up! The fuck on? Why the fuck do you have a shredder?
0: Just <laughs> shred mail. To...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs>
1: All right, let's go to the Raw before I like like this is just ridiculous. Wait, we gotta
2: fi- we gotta finish SmackDown. I already started SmackDown. Let's finish SmackDown. You
1: want so you want to just do SmackDown first?
2: We might as well. It's a better show anyway. All right.
1: all right, so SmackDown. I'm pretty,
2: sh- I'm pretty sure we all saw SmackDown. None of us really watched Raw. Well, Dan so... said
1: he didn't watch SmackDown. I, I saw some. a
2: little okay. bit. Of it, a
1: little bit of
2: it. I watched I watched SmackDown. Mike, you watched SmackDown, right? I did. Yes. Okay, so we saw more SmackDown than we saw Raw. So true well prepared we are for a wrestling podcast
1: i was so let's talk about obviously the uh, the elephant in the room currently um the new wwe number one champion number one contender um jinder mahal and it it is being met with much criticism on social media um and i'm just gonna say this everybody needs to shut the fuck up and cool their goddamn jets like it's ridiculous how these people are and okay so here is my fucking problem right now and i'm going to go on a little bit of a
2: rant really quickly
1: i'm just going to get situated here you know
2: what really grinds his gears you, yeah exactly here.
1: you want to know what grinds my gears uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no no, so listen here really quickly everybody every single fucking wwe fan out there was all about 3MB, and every single fan out there was also all about Roman Reigns, and every single fan was all about Brock Lesnar, and this and that, and then all of a sudden, they're getting these pushes, they're getting championship matches, they're getting this, they're getting that, and then all of a sudden, all these same people are like, no, I don't want that, that's stupid, this is stupid, WWE's writing is stupid, okay, no, 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 you're a fucking moron, you're all morons, because this is what you've asked for, from like, from day one, Okay? Granted, yes, there's a lot of stuff that we plead and beg for that we don't get, but at the same time, we're not going to get everything that we ask for. Every once in a while, shut your goddamn fucking mouth and just appreciate and enjoy what is given to you on the show. And it's just ridiculous how stupid people are about going on and on about how Jinder Mahal is not deserving of this. Why? Why is he not deserving? What made him any any less deserving than any other of those five guys that were in that match? That's all, I'm just, I'm, Mike, go ahead.
2: Mike, you, you know what I see when I look out into the crowd of tractors. What? Well, what do we go over yeah. here? Cup of smocks, cup of smocks.
1: You got a cup of
2: hatish. A cup of hatish. Hatish. Seriously, like, you, you want to, you always want to see somebody new all the time. Well, let it be this guy, let it be that guy. Uh, give us something new. We want to see something new. We want to see somebody new rise to the top. And then when they actually give us somebody new rise to the top, everybody shits all over it.
0: Exactly. Because yeah, it's not the guy that they said, oh, that's who it should be. Okay, so let me they ask you this. Fall and they had him beat Sami Zayn. Yeah. So everybody lost no. their shit because he pinned Sami Zayn. Of course. But here's the fun fact about it. Let's go after,
1: obviously Randy Orton is a baby face, or he's a tweener, whatever you want to call him. What is a more perfect heel to a babyface than a a foreign person that thinks he's better than everybody else?
0: I mean, he's somebody utter- who already called himself the new American dream. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you didn't hear that? No, I did. I saw oh, that. Okay. Shane, was, Shane was so mad afterwards. Like, legit man.
2: Listen to his inter- Listen to the interview he did in the ring with René Young after he won the match. You heard the booze he was getting. Oh, it was great. No- nobody right now is getting legit heat like that except for Roman Reigns. Exactly.
1: And that's just the other side of the heat. This is actually like heat on a heel. And he's trying to get the heat, and he's doing it. Like... You got, I don't know, I'm just getting so fucking frustrated with these fans, and, and I get it, yes, I'm a fan too, but I'm not sitting here, I, I, I run a podcast with, you know, my friends and everything like that, but I'm not gonna sit here and bash everything that the WWE does, I think it's perfect, he's a heel, he's a foreign heel, he thinks he's better than everybody else, and you know what, he's probably not gonna win the fucking championship anyway, so why are you guys getting all fucking up in arms, makes no sense, Mike. what?
2: Mike, Mike, what? we haven't even signed a contract yet, and we're being shills for the company.
1: No, I'm not being a shill right now. I'm not a <laughs> fucking shill, but at the same time, I think it's a little ridiculous.
2: Oh, no, it absolutely is. And, and it started
1: you know, It started last week when people were fucking making petitions to get Braun Strowman fired because he beat up Roman Reigns. <laughs>
0: Grow the fuck up.
2: <laughs> so great. Anybody have updates on the numbers of the sideies on that? Like, <laughs> We should probably look into that.
0: I mean, that would have been a um, good thing to look up actually. <laughs> that would've <have> been. <laughs> You're the stack. Just to guy. go
2: into some I know, I should look that up. That's uh, we dropped the stack eye thing, like after episode one, okay? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um just to go into some things with the ginger, I love that they use the the Bollywood boys now going as the Sing brothers. Um I I think that's great. I, I, I like stables, especially heel stables. Um it, I like that they're doing this, so I'm hoping you know they don't throw them off course or anything like that. It doesn't become like another uh, goofy gimmick like Three mb was or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I hope they actually push these guys. Um, but I think again, reason we're talking, they're doing this is before we went on air, is because you know they're doing a lot of stuff in India now. They just launched W Shop in India, so they're saying they're always saying the merch for the Singh Brothers and Jinder Mahal will probably be on there very shortly, um, that's why he's number one contender, you know yes we want to see talent rise to the occasion and, and you know, earning their way to the top, but sometimes they gotta make a business decision, and it's a business decision, mm-hmm. and I'm not discrediting anything Jinder Mahal has done, because he's, he's a good talent, and he's proven since he's come back to the company he's good, and he's a lot better from when he disappeared so I I think you gotta let him see where this goes, and let us know whether he wins or loses the match against, or in at Backlash or wherever they do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see where the storyline goes first before you shit all over it.
1: Yeah, and actually, to, because you mentioned three uh, MB, um, I actually have a, a great uh, something from a friend of mine, uh, Tom. Uh, he actually posted, which is actually pretty true. And listen to this one, folks. In a few months. Jinder could be the WWE Champion, Heath and Rhino could be Raw Tag Champions, and Drew could be your NXT Champion. The 3MB five-year plan of world domination could finally come to true and be complete. How, cool, how cool would that be? I'm
2: pretty sure that makes Rhino the roadie.
1: <laughs> it does. It does. Or they the groupie. He's either the roadie or the groupie. Uh, I'll make
0: him the body. Oh, he's
2: already a... this bad at his job, and he's just he's the cheese and crackers. He's a security detail.
1: He is, yeah. yeah. Alright, um, so on top of that, uh, we also had, uh, what else on SmackDown? I'm trying to remember. Oh, Charlotte.
2: Charlotte beat Naomi.
1: Yeah, which was a fantastic match. Yeah, it was. And uh, I can't wait
2: to next week when they have their the title match.
1: Yeah, they're probably going to take Do you think they made an event mm-hmm. next
2: week? It's quite possible. I mean, it's going to probably be the only title match on the card, so Makes sense. I wouldn't be upset if they did.
1: No, I wouldn't be upset at all. Uh, that would be the
2: first time for the women, right, on SmackDown? Or did Becky and Alexa main event at all?
0: I wanna, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I thought they were they going did.
2: to when they were in Ireland, but I don't remember if they did or not.
1: Something tells me that Becky Lynch did main event SmackDown. It was just after Sasha and Charlotte did it on Raw. I feel like SmackDown tries
2: to... It was after Becky got hurt last year and she hadn't missed a pay-per-view and she couldn't defend the title, then she defended it against Alexa. Yeah, Overseas. I think you're right. I think that was the main event. I can't can't remember, though.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look into that. It
0: could have been. I'm not sure.
1: But regardless, like, it's definitely... They deserve it. And I I think it's about time that we stop... uh, treating them as uh, differences. And they if they deserve a main event spot, they deserve a main event spot. And I think we're in the era of wrestling um, that we eventually probably will get a women's main event match at a WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be like surprised.
2: I like, too, how the last few weeks they haven't even had Becky on TV. And I haven't really missed her. I mean, I miss seeing her because she's fucking hot as hell, but I haven't missed her in the fact that I don't miss seeing her wrestling matches because they're doing such a good job right now without her with Naomi, with Charlotte, the whole kind of keel-click thing that's kind of going on with uh, Natty, N- uh, Natty, Tamina, and Carmella that seemed to be starting last night.
1: Yeah, which was so, just weird at first.
2: I, ca- I kind of feel like that might push Charlotte's face for a little bit, or yeah. she might be a tweener.
0: That, that's she, exactly she what it seemed like. Yeah, I, I think, maybe, I think that'll be, she'll be a tweener.
2: Yeah. Like, she'll be a tweener, but she's going to team with uh, probably Naomi and Becky versus Tamina, Natty, and Carmella going forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, she wooed at them as she passed.
2: Yeah. So. I thought they were going to jump, jump her before the match.
1: That's actually what my dad said, and I, I uh, kind of believed him for a second, and then they just let him have a a solid uh, match, so uh, kudos to that one. Um, I'm trying to. Oh, uh, obviously, as we spoke about before, the Cologne brothers beat American Alpha, which, um, as good as uh, it is that the Colognes are actually becoming serious, I feel like American Alpha is just kind of getting uh, squashed. I feel like nobody's um, uh, very high on them right now, or they're just. I,
2: <coughs> I feel like they're going with the way of the Ascension, unfortunately. Um, uh, at least they had their. That. Yeah, I know. I at least they had the tag title one first, so they can always say the former tag team champions. So if they want to go back to the well on that, I think they're, I think they were going to try to set up New Day and New So for the tag titles uh, until Kofi got hurt. Mm. So I think they're going to wind up waiting on that until Kofi's back. Um,
1: How long is I, Kofi going to be out for?
2: Dan, do you know? Because I don't. I missed the report when it, uh, know, it said it was supposed to be out.
0: When I saw the report, they didn't have a timetable listed because they said there was no timetable yet. Okay.
2: Okay, because I saw something last week or a couple of days afterwards saying here's a timetable, but it was an article that I didn't get a chance to read because I believe I was at work at the time.
0: So here's okay. My... I missed that then. Here's the big question. I would assume. That... I would assume a few weeks. It was oh, ankle Did... bone chip that of his ankle. Do they
1: keep yeah, I... New Day off of SmackDown until Kofi's healed? Is that why they keep running the packages? Or do they bring New Day in uh, without Kofi for a little bit?
2: I think they're going to wait till Kofi comes back. I think that's why they're running the packages right
1: now.
0: Okay. I think they're running the packages because they like running all these coming soon packages.
1: No, I think oh, they're just it. trying to keep New Day relevant at that point. Like They want people to know, hey, listen, we know New Day's here, but obviously there's an injury. So hold on tight, people
2: yeah I think they just like making packages
1: Smackdown does Raw doesn't
2: yeah
0: that seems well, to be a Smackdown Raw's thing Raw's got the time oh.
2: to develop characters without packages true Smackdown needs the packages to get points across while wrestlers are making their entrances true um oh the yeah. other thing from Smackdown I thought was good too was uh Kevin Owens on the face of America and then commentating <laughs> during the AJ Corbin match which was, which was really good as well
1: yes that match was fantastic uh two great guys um I feel like AJ brought out a lot um, of Corbin, and I also love that AJ won, and he also didn't make Corbin look weak in doing so.
2: Yeah. No, everybody I like came the, out of that match good. Yeah. yeah I like the phenomenal form over the barricade to win by count out.
1: Exactly. It, it was done so perfectly. Um, <clears throat> Owens definitely had his part in it. I felt like the um, the open challenge was a little bit of a a waste, but you know, then again.
2: That's Owens getting heel heat on himself. That's
0: Ex- how, that's what it is. Exactly. Uh, uh, how about the fan that marked out when AJ Styles got thrown into Kevin Owens? <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. What what fan? Oh, you didn't see that? Oh my god! Hey, remember like uh, from WrestleMania 30 when the guy made the face because Undertaker lost or whatever? Just a shock face. Oh. And, yeah. Yeah, a a fan made the exact same face. Like, his jaw hit the floor because Baron Corbin tossed AJ Styles into Kevin Owens.
1: I do remember seeing that, and I remember laughing, actually.
0: And then I was on Twitter, and... Creative ish that account. Yeah. Tweeted out. uh, um, (laughs) Good luck to that fan that marked out. They'll be in video packages for generations. Oh, and by the way, they'll never have sex ever again. Yeah. (laughs)
2: I love W Creativeish. They're a great account.
0: I was dying because I didn't see that. I like I missed that part of it, and then I saw that. I'm like, okay, I gotta go find this. And then they showed. I found on uh, Twitter on WWE they had a link like of part of the match, and it happened to be that part. And they had that guy's face. And then later on, WWE actually retweeted out a still of the fan's face. And I was like, oh, Are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: All right, so that's pretty much it from SmackDown, correct, if I'm not mistaken?
2: Yeah, that's about it.
1: Okay. Uh, so now the B-Show, uh, Raw, um, opened up pretty interesting. Strowman coming out, um, and then uh, with Kurt Angle telling him that he has the night off, and obviously Strowman is the uh, the guy that doesn't want the night off ever, and uh, <laughs> tried to make Kurt Angle's life a living hell um, by throwing Kalisto in the garbage. So... That was fun. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Literally dragged him throughout the arena. It it was just Braun Strowman being Braun Strowman. And this guy is just... Nothing but garbage.
0: Nothing but garbage. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving and I'm taking him with me. (laughs) Boy, you gonna learn tonight? (laughs) That's what it felt like. Like, oh, God, Kalisto's never gonna be seen again. He's gonna break that
1: boy in half. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. Like, Braun can literally just ruin people's lives. Like, just break... Literally, physically break them in half. Yeah. Um, the other uh, notes of Raw. Uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Mickie James, Nia Jackson, Sasha Banks to uh, earn a number one contender spot. Um, do we feel that this is well-deserved? Um, too soon? Uh, what's the thought process on this?
2: Um, I don't mind. I don't mind either. Um, I, I thought, it happened a lot quicker than I thought it was. I thought Nia was going to be an excellent one. Um, it just seems like they never want to give her the moment, though, unless they're going to save that moment for her for SummerSlam, maybe. Maybe. But, um,
0: uh, I, th- I think last week's match with Charlotte did not help her cause.
1: No. It was, uh, it was a pretty yeah. bad match, as we talked about. But, not, I mean, Alexa Bliss is easily one of the top, uh, female heels on the entire c- roster. Um, she really knows how to work a crowd as far as a heel standpoint um, and at the same time it, it, she's like the female Kevin Owens I feel um, where you know that she's just a genuinely good person she loves the business loves everything about it but plays such a good heel
0: she really does and so the only other thing of note was the, uh,
2: the final segment
1: well, I was also going to talk about the the Hardy Boys segment with Cesaro and Sheamus. Oh,
2: okay.
1: So, um, before we get to the main event, obviously the big thing that happened on Raw, um, Jeff Hardy defeated Cesaro in a pretty decent match. Um, and then after the match, there was a nice show of respect where they shook hands with Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, and it just shows you that, you know, you, you I feel like Cesaro and Sheamus are faces. They're not even heels. Yeah,
2: I think this is going to be an all-face match. Yeah. Um. I. I think if anybody does turn heel, it's gonna be Cesaro and Sheamus, probably during the match. But I really don't think that's gonna happen. I think this is just a holdover, and they're. I think they're either hoping the deal with Impact is made before then, so they can break the Hardys, and I think they're gonna ha- I think they want Gallows and Anderson to to break them.
1: Okay, I see well, what you're saying. I think
2: that's going to set up a feud between Gallows, the club, and the Hardys, and the reason is because they're going to be broken because of the, the Gallows. They're going to completely destroy them.
1: That's interesting. I mean, that can definitely be where the uh, the broken gimmick comes in from. Um, and you can send the check, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Remember, no check, just comp tickets and, uh, like, maybe an interview with the Hardys. How about that?
2: Maybe oh, date yeah. with one of the divas that's
1: single, you know. Just say. So you want to date not, with... not for you guys. No, I know. Not for you guys, just for me. So you want to
2: date with uh what's his name? Uh the, the guy with no chin. <laughs> uh no.
1: I mean he is part of the women's division.
2: Oh
0: god. Oh god, that's disgusting. Oh my god, no. <laughs> he's like
2: he's like a turtle that doesn't have a shell. He's the awkward turtle. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys um, ever see the episode of Family Guy where Stewie's fighting the evil turtle yeah. and they pull the turtle out of the shell and it's just all wrinkly and ugly <laughs> and chinless. That's what it is. It is.
0: Oh it's, my god, it is. He's a turtle. The, it's the big hog. Oh,
2: no, no. <laughs> big no. Hog. no, it wasn't ready.
1: Brian's going to see uh, James Ellsworth's big hog
0: dreams. <laughs> you guys are disgusting.
1: All right, I'm gonna throw up. All right. So obviously, the the uh, speaking of big hogs, um, a match. the The main event was Big Show versus Braun Strowman. Two humongous dudes. Uh, I mean, they're huge people. Believe me. Um,
2: yeah, Mike would know. What? That they're huge. That oh. They're huge. <laughs>
1: And obviously... That sounds
2: like stereo.
1: Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I got just now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So obviously the big moment of the match came when uh, Braun superplexed Big Show off of the top rope, and the entire ring buckled and collapsed. Um, I
2: like how they kind of improvised, because I think that was supposed to be Braun from the top rope, but they couldn't keep the balance long enough to do it from the top rope, so he did it from the middle
1: interesting okay if
2: you if you go back and watch it um every time they went up for that spot even though they teased it like three of excuse me three or four times before that you can see them trying to keep their balances but neither one of them can keep their balance on the ropes Mm. long enough yeah they kept
1: coming off of it
2: yeah and then the last spot when they're doing it you can see Braun trying to get to the top rope while Big Show's trying to steady himself on the top rope. Mm. And then Braun trying to get to the top rope, and he can't do it. So, if you watch, he has one foot on the middle rope, and he pushes off the top rope with his other foot. Because I think it was supposed to be off the top rope, but
0: he neither, they couldn't balance up there together at the same time.
1: Yeah, those are big dudes to go with. For both of them to be yeah. on the top rope, that's a lot of people.
0: That's yeah. a lot of weight on, on those ropes.
1: Yeah. So, here's my big question, because this is the third time that WWE has done this, and it, it isn't even like, you know, it happened like 45 years ago. I mean, I would say all three of the, the times that this has happened have been within, what, the past 10 years? Uh,
2: yeah, I think the fir- uh, well, about 13 years. I think the first time was...
1: Big Show, Lesnar. 2000,
2: 2003, 2004, and SmackDown.
1: Yes. Yeah, it was Big Show and Lesnar. And yeah. then it was Big Show and Henry.
2: Yep. And,
1: and now Big Show Struman. Yeah, so Big Show seems to be the guy that he he's yes. he's the, the uh the what what do you call it in math? The uh the lowest common hey, denominator. denominator.
2: Yeah, seems to be.
1: He he's the fat boy that breaks the ring. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Here's my question. Okay, and obviously this is just me asking a like because I know that it's gimmicked, how do they do this? Because, obviously, the ring has to hold up for the match. Like, because they're, you know, they're going around doing stuff, and then all of a sudden, they do a superplex, and the whole ring just, I guess, knows that that's when it's supposed to go. Like, is it rigged, or? I feel
2: like it's rigged. They probably got some sort of, uh...
0: Button? It's probably rigged for a spot. Also, it's probably a spot in the ring that they have to hit Mm. just right in order for it to happen.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's got, like, some sort of, like, booby trap or something like that where like they hit a button and it helps it or something like at this time this pole underneath the middle of the ring will is released to a timer and it just collapses when they hit or something stupid like that probably those guys that they hire to do those stunts and everything like those guys are amazing so as uh, bruce pritchard would call them they're magicians mm-hmm <laughs>
1: All right, so that's Raw and SmackDown. Um, so I guess let's uh, let's talk about some managers for a little bit. Um, we got, I would say, I don't know, maybe twenty minutes uh, to talk about some managerial stuff. Uh, obviously, we opened up the show with a nice slick promo. Um, manage. I feel like managers are a dead like commodity in uh, in the current era of wrestling, and I, I don't know why.
2: It again. I think it comes back down to the point that we made last week about tag teams. Why have somebody do a job when they're not actually really adding anything to it? I think that's Vince's take, and why pay two guys to do one guy's job? But, the guy can't get over, get rid of him? But I a, I hate it because I love managers.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of guys. Like, so obviously, <clears throat> some of our favorite managers of all times are uh, were, we're probably on par with some of our favorite managers. Um, you know, you have the Bobby Heenan's of the world, obviously Paul Heyman, even though he'll call himself, he's not a manager, he's an advocate, um, it, it still reigns true, um, you know, Slick, as we open up the show with him, um, uh, who else am I, fr- I'm, I'm missing a bunch, I know Jimmy, that. Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Hart. There Jimmy we go. Hart, yeah.
2: Jim Cornette.
1: Jim Cornette, obviously.
2: Double Gavin cheese, Hart. double burgers,
1: <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> oh, that's fucking
2: great. Uh, Dan the Danny Granny Wizard. Really- You need to really start watching Bruce Prichard's podcast because he does a great. Watching it? uh, (laughs) Listening to it, whatever the fuck it's called. (laughs) You don't fucking watch it, man. You fucking listen to it, man. Fuck mouth, sir.
1: (laughs) No, fuck Kita. I don't
2: know why. Just fuck mouth, sir.
1: (laughs) Fuck sports, Kita.
2: Yeah, fuck sports, Kita. (laughs) (laughs) Kedia.
1: Is it Kedia or Kita? I thought
2: it was Kita. It's
0: Kita.
1: There's
0: no I in it. Yeah. Well, fuck Kita.
1: Yeah, fuck them, man. They don't got an eye.
0: (laughs) Let's get some chicken
1: salad. Double chicken, double mayo. Sorry, I could do that all night. (laughs) 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 All right, so I Jim Cornette. No, he's doing his fucking fink. All right, we gotta do this. We gotta move on. Um, yeah, no. So the, oh. where I was trying <laughs> to go with that managers. before we before we got sidetracked was those all those managers have like a common theme and that's they had a like a group of guys that they managed especially Bobby Heenan the Heenan family um, was very very big in the 80s um, if you were in the Heenan family you were a big deal and yeah. I, I think like they could there's so many guys you could do stuff with on the current roster and have like a, a faction almost. Like even if yeah. they... go ahead. But
2: that's that's the thing. Like, the, and this is something that's com- kind of common knowledge at this point. Is Vince hates factions. But he used to love that's them. That... I think he did them at the time because when you if you go back to the last time we really had like faction factions like a lot of them mm. was in, right before the Attitude Era started. And I mean, we didn't have a high quality we didn't have quality factions. We just had a lot of them. But that's because at the same time. We couldn't. They didn't have anybody, so they were trying to work with the superstars they had. So they put guys together to try to get the group over us instead of into, instead of the individual. And I think that's why Vince doesn't like them. Is because most of those factions didn't get over. I mean, you got your, you got your Nation of Domination, which was a great faction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had guys sp- spun off from that, like the Godfather and the Rock <clears throat> and Farouk, who did well. But at the same time, it's like. You had Los Barrios, who did nothing. Savio Vega, did, did. Yeah. Savio did more before the faction than he did during it or after it.
1: That's very true. You had,
2: you had, uh, you know, uh, disciples of Apocalypse, who did absolutely nothing. Crushed did a ton more before and did nothing afterwards. Indo Dewey. Yeah. Uh. You, and so I mean, you had you had guys in that group too that should have been good, like Brian Lee. Mm-hmm. He was the, he was under faker, but he was a great talent. It's just they didn't use a utilize, utilize him right. So, and then you know it, I just think that time period left a bad taste in Vince's mouth. Uh, but I, I would love to see managers come back. I would love to see Stables come back. Something we always talk about. Yeah. Um, the article I did on our website for WarGames advocates for uh, Stables to come back because that's the only way War Games would really work. Uh, we were hoping we would see Triple H will stable come back on Raw, but with Owen's gone, I don't think that happens anymore. No, but
0: I think I think that got scrapped because too much of that got out too too early. Probably, probably. Yeah, but that that was then. Far just... off
2: topic. Let's I mean let's go back to the managers. It's so I think what it is it's the lost art form. It's for the longest time Vince stopped using managers, so managers stopped being used altogether, and. They had nobody to teach anybody new to be managers, and I think Vince went away from it too long, where he hurt the art and the craft of being a manager.
0: So because, because no wanted so to do it anymore because they realized there was nowhere to go with it.
2: Exactly, and I mean you have guys like Paul Heyman, yes, advocate manager, whatever the hell you want to call him, uh, but I feel like he's not there enough to you know teach a new crop of guys how to be a manager. And I think you're, you're, the best manager options we have right now are really guys that are wrestling, and that's it. Like, yeah. Enzo would probably be a good manager. Xavier Woods would be a good manager. They're charismatic. They're mouthpieces. Uh, they're not... And I mean,
0: Woods is... They're the kind part. of de facto managers now because Woods is almost never wrestling. and And yeah. Enzo, he's usually outside cheerleading for cats.
2: Exactly, and... I, I love managers. I think they could help certain people. Um, I would love to see a night a really good heel manager on SmackDown right now mm-hmm. to manage guys like not, how he used to do it, though, where he would come out with, or how Jimmy Hart used to do it, where Jimmy Hart used to wear a different jacket for all of his guys. Yeah. So you knew he was al- aligned with that guy. Like, I would love to see Jimmy Hart come out at the beginning of the night with Rusev as his manager, Ooh. and, oh, this is Rusev, the Bulgarian brute, he's gonna crush you, and then, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes later, in the middle of the middle of the show, he comes out with uh, Baron Corbin, and this is, and he's got the Baron Corbin jacket on now, and he's got the helmet on, because he's got that kind of biker gimmick, and, you know, he's doing all this shit, like, yo, know, he's gonna run you over, he's gonna beat you up, blah, 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 blah. he doesn't need anybody to help him. And then at the end of at the end of the night, you got Jimmy Hart again in the main event match with, let's say, I don't know, another heel, maybe Ginger Mahal this time,
0: hmm. since
2: Mahal's number one contender right now, and he's got the he's got that stable with him, you know. All oh, these guys are bad. They they got money. They, they're, gonna, they're gonna they're gonna tear you up. They, they're gonna do what they want because they got the money to do it. You know that's something that I think would add a great value of entertainment to the show that I think they're missing out on.
1: So. Here's check this out I don't know if you guys would even like get behind this but here's my take on the whole manager thing right now you don't need to look at your guys that you have on the roster right now you can bring in guys to be managers you can bring in a Ric Flair to be a manager for somebody. Maybe pull that old-school Bobby... I think Ric Flair would do the Bobby Heenan-type manager the best. Then, you can take, let's say, Goldust. Goldust retires. He retires the Goldust gimmick. He comes back as, like, Dustin Runnels. He becomes a manager for, like, some tag teams, let's say. Even what we were talking about before. Undertaker's retired. He comes back, and he's a manager now for some of these guys like Bray Wyatt, Aleister Black... Um, just an, or maybe even a Baron Corbin, like just to name a few, like these guys that are retired, bring them back in a managerial capacity. You don't have to use current talent to be a manager. You can go and dig deep into your old school talent pool because that's where the managers would draw the most from the guys that, Hey, that's, that's cool. like, think about, um, we've talked about it before. Um, authors of pain, authors of pain would be uh-huh. nothing. If they didn't have... What's his name as their manager? Paul Ellering. Yeah. And they am a manager. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So they brought Paul Ellering back because they're like, hey, Paul Ellering is obviously a big name. They would get over with Paul Ellering as their manager. Why can't they do that with almost everybody else? Bring Mick Foley back as a manager, for God's sakes. Have him be like the manager. And again, not every wrestler needs a manager, but you look at some of the big, big names... Of like ye old past, Bret Hart had a manager. Fuck Stone Cold had a manager. Undertaker for the longest time had a manager. These are top fucking guys.
2: You know who I think would be the perfect manager right now, and I think it could work in the same exact mold of Bobby Heenan, where not only did he do managing, he did commentary as well. Who I think the perfect Ooh. manager? Ooh, I would know be where you Corey going. Graves. I knew Corey it. Graves. Yeah think about it, he he would be a great heel manager, he could be kind of like that Bray Wyatt manager, because he's got the tattoos and everything like that, and he's got that dark side to him a little bit. Yeah. He can be like a new age punk rock version of like a a pole bearer, kinda, and he could lead a nice heel stable. You know, maybe bring up Sanity. He's got, you know, he could back Sanity, he could back um, Bray Wyatt. You know, I think that he could put together a, uh, like a, a Graves family essentially, and then he could use that family the way Heenan did. Yeah. who's the big dog at the time back in Heenan's day with Hulk Hogan. That's what the Heenan family was for to bring down Hulk Hogan. Who? That's what Heenan was always trying to do. Brian, who's the big who's the big dog now? Roman Reigns.
1: Brian, you. I just thought of the perfect thing. Graves could have his like group of people, and you can call them the graveyard.
2: Oh God! I see. I was. Or the grave of... diggers.
1: The great. Yeah, there you go. Oh my
2: God! Really? No, guys. I was trying to think of something that played off his name, and it was nothing good coming to mind. And you guys just ruined it. And the of both, both of us
1: just gave you two golden opportunities. <clears throat> uh, ooh, ooh, that could be gold. us golden opportunity. Oh, look at that! See, this is again comp tickets and some wrestling interviews. That's all <laughs> we're asking for, people. That's gonna be the name of this episode: is comp tickets and and wrestling interviews. <laughs> Can
2: that be the name of this episode?
1: What? It might. It might be. That's just
2: gonna be the name of this episode. I that's think. What I'm, yeah,
1: no, that's what I'm saying. That's gonna be the name when oh, I posted it. I thought you said
2: the next episode.
1: No, no. Um, but I mean, is it wrong to think that like we have potential for some solid managerial roles? I just don't think that the WWE is going to utilize them because. Vince or whoever doesn't think that the manager is a necessary tool anymore.
2: I think it's, again, I think it's Vince who's not thinking that way. Because, look, I mean, the guy you mentioned right now, Paul Ellering, look where he is and look who's running the show he's on. True. It's Triple H. Exactly. Triple H sees the value in everything that Vince doesn't. And that's, again, obviously that's a lot of what we were talking about last week with tag teams. Triple H utilizes tag team extremely well in NXT. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Same thing with managers in NXT. He uses Paul Ellering to the best of his ability to help a team get over and be the mouthpiece to a team that can't talk or really get themselves over. Yeah. So I mean, and that's essentially what Eric Young is right now with Saturday as well. He doesn't wrestle that much. He wrestles pretty much at takeovers, and that's it. Or in multi man matches, but he's the mouthpiece of the group. Yeah. He's yeah. he's teaching these kids how to go since he's been in the business for a while. And that's what somebody that manager should be. They should be a mouthpiece. They need to be probably a vet who's been in the business and knows what they're doing to make them more believable. And they're just, you know, getting guys over who are either having trouble getting over themselves or just need that extra little something to add to their character.
1: But how many guys like that are on the roster right now? Almost all of exactly.
2: them. Exactly. Yeah. And, I again, when Vince is gone, I think if the company does go to Stephanie and Triple H, I think the company is in good hands. I, I think Triple H is going to bring back a lot of that kind of... Because he's an old-school guy. He's yeah. going to bring back, I think, a lot of that old-school mentality. And we're going to see some, some of this stuff come back into play. We're going to see better tag team divisions, stronger tag team divisions, and we're going to probably see a few more managers and just not not valleys like Lana or anything like that. We're going to see true managers and hopefully true stables as well.
1: Uh, but, I mean, here's hoping because honestly, you know, we were talking about before about, you know, how you should just appreciate what goes out there, but at the same time, it, it's fun to think like what else could there be? If they just went the route of, you know, some of these old-school things, they worked, obviously. Because, like I said before, there were so many guys that ended up being big-time, big-name main eventers that started out with managers. Oh, excuse
2: me. Exactly. And I, and I don't want to sound like we're trying to be bitter or anything like that, and we're trying to be smarts or anything like that. Yes, it sounds like that, because a little bit, we are. But at the same time, it's just because, you know, we're so passionate about this business, and we want to we want to see these ideas happen. Yeah. So it's like, this is just us like brainstorming cool ideas. And that's one of the reasons we started this podcast was because we want to brainstorm ideas. And this was one of the original concepts was the, of for the podcast was a segment for um, my way. And yeah. we did it, I think one or two episodes. I know we had Chris tell us it was his favorite segment on the show, but like, you know, we love doing this. That's why.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's also why I figured we bring the topic discussion in because there's so many wrestling podcasts out there that rely on the, the interview of the wrestler, which are great. And I think the reason that uh, Bruce Pritchard's show is doing so well is because you're not doing the interview with the wrestlers. You're getting a story for three hours about one wrestler or an event, and you're just listening to somebody tell a story. And to be honest with you, and I hate sounding egotistical, but I think that's why our show does pretty well for itself, uh, considering what this show is, um, because we're not just sitting here looking for interviews with wrestlers, even though we would love that WWE, so, you know, just saying. <laughs> Get on that. Um, um, it, it, we're telling stories, and we're telling our viewpoints, and I think what people are listening to us, they're saying, hey, I like their idea, or you know what, these guys are fucking idiots, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's it's for exactly. it's, it's open for interpretation.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. Um, Dan, do you have anything to add into the whole uh, managerial aspect?
0: No, I just think it's something that we'll have to wait to come back. It's it's a it's a Triple H thing. It's not going to be a Vince thing. Vince hasn't believed in them for a while, and it's just not anything I think we'll see anytime soon outside of Heyman, who I don't think is going anywhere anytime soon. Maybe we'll get another Paul Heyman guy.
1: Maybe. All right, so here. Well, that well, who was that? Oh, there was somebody posted something. uh, It was like, who would you like to see as a Paul Heyman guy? And you both, I think, said was Corbin, right?
2: Yeah, it was Corbin. The options were Corbin, Sam, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, and who was the fourth guy?
0: I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember the fourth guy was.
2: Was it Kevin Owens or no? No, it wasn't Owens. Seth maybe.
1: No, it wasn't Seth. No. But all I know is that Bruce you, you oh, both... it was Samoa Joe. It was Samoa Joe. Samo- yeah. yeah, it was Samoa Joe. Okay. But you guys both picked Corbin, and I was the only one that was like, dude, Zayn would be perfect as a Paul Heyman guy.
0: I don't, I don't see that.
2: Yeah, and the same way you said last week that Kevin Owens would always be a heel, I think the same vein, Sammy Zayn is always going to be a face. But He's don't... a face,
1: like... yeah. He is a face, but... He's like that—the the new age Tommy Dreamer. No matter how hard he tries, he just can't achieve that top echelon stature.
2: I mean, unless they want to turn him heel, they could put him in Jinder Mahal's new group. He is. um Oh, that's right. Part,
1: that's right. He's, he's a, a Syrian, I think, isn't he? Yeah,
2: he's Syrian. Yeah. yeah, he
1: is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, having Sami Zayn turn heel would be the most like out of left field, like.
2: He would be the biggest heel in the company.
0: Exactly. They could also just decide to make Reigns a heel, a full heel, and then give him Heyman. Stop letting him talk. Well, I mean, he needs it. He needs somebody
1: that can talk for him. Look at how much Paul Heyman puts over Brock Lesnar. Let's just be honest. I mean, Brock Lesnar is a beast. He's a monster. But if he did not have Paul Heyman, how popular would Brock Lesnar be?
2: See, the thing is, if Roman Reigns turned heel he wouldn't need Heyman to talk for him because all he would have to do is go in the ring, stand in the ring, and do exactly what he did on the Monday night at the WrestleMania and he would draw the heat, all the heat in the world.
0: But Brock does not that talk. too. I don't think so. I think he drew that heat because he was a face that everyone thought should be a heel and he was not being the heel. Correct. To a degree, yes,
2: but I also think if he comes, if he goes out to the ring... And just, you know, four or five words, just put the crowd down and walk away. Like, he doesn't care about them, and they're just a waste of his time. Yes, there's going to be that initial pop that he's turned heel, but at the same time, I think he can grow a, uh, a genuine heel heat for himself.
1: All right. How about we end the show like this? I want each of you guys to give me, if you could, if you had your choice a heel manager with a heel obviously wrestler and then a face manager with a face wrestler and who you think would be the best suited it could be past present doesn't matter um whatever you think would be the best opportunity oh. for that
2: Ew. this is going to be a tough one yeah, yeah it
1: is all right well i'll give mine because obviously i i have mine because i brought this up so i'll let you guys think for a little bit I'm going to honestly say, and I'm going to use what we were just talking about, I think a heel one would be perfect for Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman. I'm going to go that route because, again, I think it would be such an interesting heel turn. And I think for face, I think you would have somebody, like, let's say Ric Flair comes back, and I would put him with Ambrose. you guys there?
2: I can can kind of see
0: that.
1: Yeah. Ambrose is not there yet. He's great. Um, He has everything that he needs. But I think... So think about AJ Styles. When AJ Styles was with Impact or TNA, whatever you want to call it, he was there. He was like... He had everything that he needed. He had all the tools. And then they put him with Ric Flair. And then look what happened. Yeah.
2: But that was also as a heel, though, not as a face.
1: No, I know, but Ric Flair can play either. True. Or you know, if you want to even go that route, huh. what about Foley with with Ambrose as a face? You could
2: do. <clears throat> you could do that too, or Terry Funk.
1: Or Terry, yeah, I no, don't. I fucking hate Terry Funk. <laughs>
2: <Of course laughs> you <do>. Fuck Funk. <laughs> oh, you, you know who would be good? Uh, a good face manager for face. Hulk Hogan for Roman Reigns.
1: Awful! Fucking <laughs> awful! <laughs> Neither can talk and neither can wrestle.
2: I know, that was just a joke, one.
1: Uh, I know, but that was bad. That was bad, uh, bad.
2: You know who I think would be a good heel manager and a good heel a good heel pairing? Mhm. A new Paul Heyman guy. Okay. We have Paul Heyman advocate for Dean Ambrose. Finally get Dean Ambrose turn heel.
1: Interesting.
2: I think that could be good. everybody keeps talking about how Roman Reigns needs to turn heel and it'll be so much better when they turn a back face again.
1: Mm. I
2: think the same thing holds true for Dean Ambrose. Agreed. And it's something we haven't talked about we haven't talked about in a long time. And I know when the shield first broke up, that's something we you Mike, you and me always talked about, and Dan, you and me talked about it in separate conversations was Ambrose should have been the one to turn, not Seth. Yeah. And but I think it worked out for the best, but I've been waiting for, was it been three years now, almost four years, for Ambrose to turn heel, and he hasn't done it, and I feel like as a face, yeah, we get the comedic moment sometimes, but he's still a little stale. Yeah. I think he needs that turn finally, and I think now that he's away from Renee Young on SmackDown and he's on Raw, I think we can see it happen.
0: It's true. He can go full psycho.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. You're talking about, like, full-on, like... Full-on heel Roddy Piper meets full-on heel Brian Pillman.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Dan, have you thought of your uh, pairings yet?
0: Um, Let's see. Uh, I would put... You know what I would do, actually? This... I like this one. I don't know why. I would bring back Ted DiBiase as a manager. I already love it. And put and put him with Jinder Mahal's group. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. A New million dollar corporation. The new the million dollar Arabs or million dollar whatever they want to call them.
1: <laughs> I think Arabs is a derogatory term, sir. Yeah. yeah it, <laughs> it might. I, I was gonna say another one, but I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna get us kicked off of anything, so uh, I'll just keep that one to myself. <laughs> <laughs> to
2: you you could you could play it off as uh, Ted DiBiase invested in some uh, oil companies. Ooh,
1: the, yeah. Bollywood he, he I, the Bollywood billionaires. Oh,
2: that could work too.
0: He invested in Bollywood.
2: I like that one,
1: actually. Right.
0: That, but that it plays works, up man. to how uh, they've all got money.
1: Yeah, like they could totally come out like dressed to the nines,
2: and then they and they they pay off, uh, Sami Zayn. He joins the group. He takes the money.
1: Yeah, everybody's got a price. Everyone for the billion dollar
2: for the billion dollar boys.
1: The billion dollar boys. I like it.
2: Again, WWE, you could send those uh, comp comp tickets tickets too. All
1: right, I think that's uh that's about as much as we got for this week. Um, next week hopefully, like we said, Perry will be back with us. I believe we're going to be going over payback pay per view, um, as well as obviously this week's Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we'll have some uh, gorilla position for you, the whole nine. Uh, so thank you for listening as always. Uh, for dashing Dan and flying Brian, I am the God that runs a pod, Mike Kenatella, and it's just too bad.
0: Now yeah, where too
2: good.